Well, welcome back. As I said, we are speaking to also Eunice Kamda, former history teacher and art teacher, who's decided to document the history of the Roshni community through pictures. And local community leader Harun Pushi was tasked with writing narratives that precede each of the 13 chapters of the book. Brothers Eunice and Brother Harun, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the show. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you, Anissa, and also to your listeners. Jazakallah khair for being with us. Now, there's always a story behind the book. One can't really say that I'm writing a book because I feel like it. There must always be a story. So, um, I think if if you, uh, um, uh, Brother Yunus, can tell us what exactly made you want to decide to write a book with regards to Roshni and the history of Roshni. Well, well, I think the you know the starting point of answering that question would be that um, one is always fascinated when people tell stories, especially the elders, uh, when they tell stories of the past, uh, when they reminisce, um, and you sit and you listen with fascination to these mm-hmm. stories. And at some point, I think very early in my life, it crept on, crept up on me that you know it might be worth documenting this. Of course. At that point, I didn't conceptually know that it would end up in a book, and I had no idea that it would be a pictorial history. Um, I mean, that was very, very far from my thought. But, um, uh, uh, you know, as time went on, uh, a very important association was the association between myself, uh, Brother Harun, uh, who's on the line, and uh, another good friend who is late now by the name of Isub Gattu. And the three of us, uh, we shared, a, you know, some common interests, one of which was history. I mean, we've always been interested in community history, but we also share another uh, common uh, passion, and that is photography. And so, really, it was that friendship that uh, started off the idea of putting a history together. Again, even in the 90s, when we spoke about this, uh, we, we, did, we had no idea what the end product was going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's really the the beginnings of it all. Mm-hmm. When, when did it actually start? Because, uh, you know, I was reading some of the background and uh, I, f- I want our listeners to realize that this hasn't been something that just, you know, started off as a whim and you just went through with it because it's taken some time. Oh, it certainly has. I mean, if I, if I had to mark a, a beginning point, it would be 2007, uh, you know, which is 16 years ago. Uh, I can't claim to have been working uh, uh, studiously for 16 years. That's not true. But what I've been doing since 2007 is that I've been gradually putting aside photographs and little newspaper articles, etc. And, you know, as you catalog them, you put them in different folders. And so those folders actually started becoming the basis of the chapters that, that would really emerge. But the turning point was really when Harun at one of our photography club meetings in 2016, you know, Harun remarked, he said, uh, you know, uh, next year is the 50th anniversary of Roshni, you know, we should do something. And that's when I really, you know, uh, what what was really a project that was just lumping along and a little bit every now and again, I then decided to really get moving on this project. And so it was then seven years of intense work, and I mean really intense work. So to answer your question, yes, it it doesn't just uh, uh, emerge overnight. I mean, it Mm -hmm. is quite a comprehensive book and it certainly has taken time. 
definitely. So, Brother Harun, you have been tasked with writing the narrative. So, it meant a bit of research, I'm sure, for you. And, and that, that usually brings about some very interesting things about people and places. So, tell us a little bit about what, you know, your task involved and how you went about doing it. Um, basically, my task involved uh, interviewing people. And, you know, in, in that sense, it was a team effort in that we recorded some of the interviews. And these interviews started a long time ago. You know, some of these uh, elders are, are now late and deceased. Mm-hmm. So basically what, what it meant is uh, to try and fit what we've got well, into the narrative. And I think that was the challenge because... As we sort of researched or dug deeper, the wealth of sort of material that came up and it just challenged us further. And that is why when you look at the size of the book with 340 pages, what started as an initial small coffee table book uh, with over 3,000 pics in the book, another 120 articles and covering every aspect of life in the world. And, you know, uh, I was telling somebody today that it's like saying we went back to our roots. It's like going back to your roots. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a photo that uh, one of the families provided. It was a soccer team in the 1920s, which uh, we had to sort of find... Uh, the date for because there was no date we just knew there were people and and that type of exercise just made the whole project worth our while you know uh, I was telling somebody else it's a labor of love you know absolutely you get punished for this you got to keep on going back and and you keep on improvising because some new information comes back so you know it's Mm -hmm. a settlement of the community into the Val in the 1800s slave labor. Then the first sort of commercial uh, trading families came and they settled in the steelworks area which was the hub of the industrial expansion uh, uh, in the 40s in the 50s and before that. So, you know, it just and then apartheid came in and how that impacted on the community. We also had three communities uh, from different areas that basically settled in Roshni. So you had the old town uh, sort of community, which included the CBD and steelworks. Then you had um, the people of Everton. Uh, and then the last bit was all the little neighboring settlements like Mayerton, Tailside, Thunderbell Park. And then that all merged into what today is Roshti. But it, it, it's a unique sort of story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think all South African towns have some sort of story that's very, very unique. But tell me, um, Brother Yunus, why the title 55 Roshni? All right. So uh, but, but before I answer that, let me just say Harun is being very modest. Besides the interviews that he conducted, his knowledge of the of the community is quite phenomenal. I mean, uh, you know, he lived in the old obligation and he has an incredible memory of, uh, of the history of the community. So I think that over and above the interviews that we conducted, I mean, having him 
uh, you know, uh, associated with this project was just extremely valuable. So the question about why the 55-year history, well, uh, simply that uh, Roshni, you know, uh, has a birthday and it's the 20th of April, 1967, because that's the day that uh, the mayor of Renichen turned the soil uh, to formally establish Roshni. And if you take that as a beginning point, you know, then 2022 was 55 years. Now, we would have loved it to be the 50 year, but we missed that opportunity, unfortunately. But uh, 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 67 to 22, that's the 55 year. Okay. All right. So, I mean, would you would you look back uh, and if you could go back in, you know, prior to 1967 and because there is more of a story because I think that's what uh, Brother Harun was actually talking about as well because he went back tracing some of the stories. Um, it would be great to get that, but I'm sure it would be difficult as well. And it's taken you this much time to get um, what you have. But uh, you have quite a number of uh, pictures, um, you know, looking at uh, doing the research. I saw that you have almost a collection of 240 thousand images and how did you go through you know like how did you decide this is how we're going to structure the book these are the pictures i'm going to use um it must have been an, an a, a really difficult task uh it, it, one has to work through methodically but let me just say that the book although it's the 55 year history when i started researching as to where what would mark the beginning point uh, of a particular chapter called the origins, which mark you know, which answers the question, where did the community originally come from? Uh, mm-hmm. I was able to go back to the early 1900s. In fact, the earliest record we have of Indian families having settled in Freilichen is around 1903. I mean, I, I tried to check if there was anybody here in the late 1800s, uh, and I guess maybe a deeper research will answer that question. But as far as the collection of images are concerned, uh, you know, the methodical way to work through this is really to just eventually mark those that, uh, uh, you know, you believe would have the kind of content that you're looking for because you simply can't go through such a massive collection of images one at a time. Uh, and so you start narrowing it down and you start uh, 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 pulling out pictures that you think would be valuable and you put them into different folders and and it's a, it's, so it's a process of elimination and finally coming down to those that will find its way into the book. The, 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 it'll, you know, my, my own personal collection is not the only source of images uh, mm-hmm. that are contained in this book. There are you know, two other sources that are very important to mention. The first is that before uh, Isub Katu passed away, he, he, he handed me a flash disk of uh, his own collection of images that... Uh, he thought would be very valuable for this project. And I, I think that was a wonderful contribution because, you know, he was a he was an exceptionally good photographer, and uh, and so there, you know, we have his images. The second source was the community itself. You know, you know, we had over you know 150, 200 families sending us images and sometimes sending us their entire collection. In one case, I just ended up with a huge. Uh, a plastic container, in fact two huge <laughs> plastic containers of of images and some of them in, in, in what was previously known as or what are negatives and slides uh, yes. and, to, and to digitize those is, is, is quite a task but uh, you know yes, that, that took a lot of work mm. So and brother uh, Harun, sorry, go ahead I'm just coming to add what, what Eunice said, there. you know what is very uh, interesting in that regard 
some pictures just stood out when we received them. Mm. And you know that, I think, you know, you don't even have to think about uh, whether it must go into the book or not. And I think the submissions by the community, uh, you know, it started off as a trickle, but then we just started receiving and receiving. And there's more people seeing what's coming out because we used to put it on our community groups. We're looking for these pictures or we're looking. And then it just uh, became a flood, really. Mm-hmm. What are some of the stories that you heard that really stand out for you? At least one that that really stood out for you. Uh, you know, during apartheid, uh, people really struggled to come here, and they couldn't afford to come and stay here. So we were settled or virtually dumped in Roshni. Uh, no cafes, no shops. Uh, people had to travel about 20 k's into town to get to work and the resilience and the sort of uh, effort of our elders in making the community work so you know one there were still forcible removals out of town in the top location mm-hmm. and then obviously uh, coming in here getting a house and you know people couldn't afford I think it, uh, it was 20 or 25 rand uh, for the purchase towards the house you know that's how community development worked in those days so that was one thing that stands out you know how the mosque was developed how the sites for the mosques uh, and the other places of worship were, were allocated etc then the arrival of, of the schools uh, the first shopping center. So uh, the turning of soil, as Eunice has said, at the block of flats, at the mosque, at uh, uh, the community center. And those are events that, you know, you just wondered how they managed. When we looked at uh, the, the general sort of uh, economic strength of the community, in those days people weren't wealthy, you know. Not not like now that we've got opportunity. So that's the one story. The other story that uh, I just love uh, uh, for my role model is some of the elders that are in those pictures. So whether it's the opening of the local nursery school or the farm school that Sister Zaywood Motala started or uh, Brother Yunus with Mandela signing the peace accord of of Ferenachen. Then somebody like Dr. Akil Token, uh, who did the IMA thing, and he did a lot of work in in relief in uh, in uh, sort of uh, foreign countries. So when you look at the war in Bosnia, when you look at the earthquakes in Indonesia, uh, Banda Aceh, you know, they spent time there. Then he went to Bangladesh with the Rohingya problem. So, you know, when you look at those stories and you look at how these guys uh, contributed to to creating uh, examples for a younger generation like us, it just leaves you thinking, you know. And what is nice is about 10, 12 years ago, we started training our youth for leadership roles in that sense. So in that sense, again, looking forward, uh, what we're doing today 
is going to be reflected in the direction within which this community grows. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Um, the back of your book you've used very, very well. Um, if you want to explain quickly, uh, Brother Yunus, uh, how you went about this, uh, deciding what to do and why that back cover becomes so valuable for that book. Yes. So, you know, when you, as the book was reaching a stage of completion, the question that started emerging is that, you know, how are we going to launch this book? So it's ready. You know, we need to launch this book. Um, uh, and there was quite a, a lot of enthusiasm about a grand affair, you know. Uh, uh, many organizations were getting ready for this grand gala event that where we were going to launch this book. But, you know, a grand gala event uh, is also an expensive event. And an expensive mm-hmm. event, if you sell tickets and sell tables at, you know, 10,000 and 20,000, it, it immediately excludes a large part of the community who would not be able to afford that kind of access. Um, and so w- one of the things that we were very certain about was that we would, you know, we want to do, a ba- we decided to abandon the idea of this grand gala dinner, but rather that we would have a community event where everybody was welcome, that was ex- accessible to absolutely everybody. But then we also decided to, uh, to put another layer of objectives on top of that, and that was that, we decided we wanted to raise money for the community and we wanted to use the book to raise money for the community. And it was sort of at that point that the idea came up that, you know, if we get sponsorship for the back cover of the book and if that pays for the book, then the sales and all the proceeds from the sales of the book could then go back to the community. Um, and it's once, you know, once we agreed on that, then uh, I must tell you that the response from the sponsors was just amazing. We were, we were able to... F- populate the back cover with sponsorship in a very, very short period of time. Mm-hmm. All right. So now the launch of the book, when is that happening? Very soon, I think. Yes, it's happening on Friday, Friday the 3rd. Um, and it uh, starts at a quarter to eight. We want to get started by eight o'clock. We have a beautiful photographic exhibition in the foyer of a hundred selected images from the book. Uh, there'll be a short program. Uh, myself and Harun will have something to say to the community, but then it's really the the moment people have been waiting for. As soon as the launch uh, formalities are over, the book will be available for purchase, and uh, uh, it, people will take it from there and enjoy it. I guess. All right. So, where will the book uh, be available for others uh, to purchase, uh, particularly for people outside of Roshni? Right. So, if you're outside of Roshni. Uh, you know, we'll provide you with a uh, uh, with some contact details. Uh, in fact, you could pass on our contact details, and we'll immediately find ways to get them to uh, to purchase the book. All right, and the cost of the book? Uh, it's uh, it's a thousand rand, which uh, I, I guess sounds like it. Well, it is a lot of money, but uh, mm-hmm. just to give you context, uh, the book is three hundred and forty pages, and it's in an A three format. Uh, and it weighs just under four kilograms, so it's, you know, it's, wow. a, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a book that you can sit on your lap and enjoy. You really have to sit at a coffee table um, and and lay it out and 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 go through it carefully. So it is a, in in just in in pure material value terms, you know, it's we've made the book available to the community at cost. All right. 
Jazakallah khair to both of you for your time and uh, wishing you all of the success. Uh, may Allah make it a really big success. And I know that behind this is um, the, the need to support the community. So may it be uh, a very successful one and may you be able to earn from this for, uh, you know, going forward like Sadaka Jaria, inshallah, so that the community will always remember the wonderful work and the time spent um, for you to get through all of this and for everybody involved. May Allah bless them with goodness. Alhamdulillah. Ameen. So shukran for your time. Much appreciated. Thanks. Ameen. You're welcome. Assalamu alaikum. And that was Brother Yunus Kamda, history teacher and uh, uh, author of the book uh, 55 Roshni as well as Brother Harun Puchi who did the narrative to the book wrote the narratives to the pictures that are in the book huge book 4 kilograms and quite a number of pages with so many pictures I'm sure it must be something to really take your time and go through and people from the area uh, for them it's you know going back down history uh, the lanes of history and it must be quite an interesting book to look at so if you are interested I can give you Brother Eunice's number which is zero six four nine zero eight three five double zero that's zero six four nine zero eight three five double zero and you can contact him should you want to purchase a book or find out more